0: Hello, I am Kaushik Nagarajan, a software engineer and the host of the Incongruent Thoughts podcast where we strive to understand diametrically opposed views and ideas, hoping to reconcile them for the benefit of anyone with ears to hear. We chat today with Hari Santosh, an IoT architect based out of Mannheim, Germany. Hari and I are close friends and we first met each other while working in the same team as a fresher. He's also a mentor to me in all things related to the software industry. Our conversation today is around the art of selling yourself, effectiveness in job searching endeavors, the broken industry and much more. Though I have not personally applied all the points discussed in this episode, I am posting this episode soon for the benefit of many of my friends who I know are struggling in this area of life. On with the episode then. Good evening Mr. Hari Santosh. Welcome back to the incongruent thoughts podcast. How are you feeling today?
1: Hey Kaushik, I'm feeling great. It's always a pleasure to be back again. So let's get this party started as always.
0: Exactly. It's always a pleasure to have you with us as well. Today we are going to be talking about a very uh, actionable and very practical uh, topic and uh, something that many people are actively maybe struggling with or not getting much uh, success in. So the topic that we are going to talk about is how to job search and all things related with that. The common wisdom and maybe some practical tips and tricks and uh, things like that. So briefly, maybe without going into much details, do you want to share about like your experience with, you know, job search and uh, why you think maybe your points might be helpful to the listeners?
1: Absolutely, Bhavshik. First of all, I've been traveling and riding the waves of job search for the past 3-4 months. So, I think uh, I would be a little bit more qualified to talk, especially after the post-COVID era, how the markets are responding and how things are slowly coming back to normal. So, uh, before going directly into specifics, let me just give a context of what's happening. So, I was just like uh, coming out as a newly, newly graduated master's student. I was about to graduate and that was the time i started my job process here in germany so german market was actually doing pretty stable i would say there were certain industries which were heavily hit like retail and of course uh, avionics and then you have logistics and all other places but of course there are few few industries which were doing well like fintech so strategically the market was almost in a place where once the lockdown was lifted especially during june people were a little bit hesitant so that was the first time when companies are slowly beginning to wonder whether we should hire in bunches or whether we should be very selective with our hires so things were a little bit more tricky so in this particular time it was a really really a very very big challenge for candidates who wanted to find a full-time job so a lot of people they didn't go for full-time job they were even extending their internship maybe postponed their graduation, did another sort of uh, apprentice sort of a program or things like that. But still, I I, I stick to my game plan and I somehow wanted to see, hey, so I have the skill sets and if it's possible to really break into the market and find a good place or a good home for me. So I'm going to be sharing all the experience to our listeners today, not just in this time, but overall, how I evolved myself as an applicant throughout my journey. So it's more about my experiences combined with the other colleagues' experiences, whom I know personally, and then we will be sharing it to our viewers today.
0: Perfect. So I want to start it off by maybe talking about the general wisdom that is given. And uh, first we can probably just analyze that, see how true it is and maybe some pitfalls with it. And then later on, we can go into some other tips which are maybe not usually spoken now in our circles so the the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about job research i mean getting a job is to make a good resume right so you need to have a beautiful resume needs to have your nice projects listed all your laurels and it should look very attractive and that should help you to get hired so that is something that you know people tell and also that you should have a good projects listed under your belt and this is a little bit harder for people who are just graduating or you know people from uh, just completing their undergrad maybe they didn't take projects too seriously and or didn't work on any worthwhile projects while in college. And the other thing that is often told is keep applying so application spam and uh, just apply apply and then you might get a reply. So these are just some things that you know I have thought are usually what are suggested to you know how to get a job and related to that is you know just prepare your aptitude questions And maybe if you're going for tech job, then, you know, preparing for your coding rounds and things like that, learn your data structures and algorithms, things like that. These are what are normally told about. So first, we'll, we'll maybe think about that. So how much of this is true and how much of a value addition is this? And later on, we can talk more about what can give you more of a value add for the effort you put in.
1: Perfect. So we will start with the basics, right? The main reason to get your resume right is not to impress the human recruiter it's to impress the robo recruiter first things first (laughs) none of the human recruiters or HR people will scan the resume for more than 30 seconds interesting part here is like company like you mentioned apply 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 till you get a reply so that was more of a good conundrum by you but regardless lot of applicants are correspondingly applying to a respective positions imagine if you are if you are a hiring manager in Google or Amazon, you will be getting close to 200,000 resumes per month. You will have freshmen, sophomores and everybody applying for the same position. So what they do, they have AI to quickly scan your resume, highlight certain aspects, maybe proof check the projects which you did and give a collective score. So it's essential to have your resume in a certain format just to satisfy the robo recruiter. Ensure that you follow a typical tabular format because generally it will pass the tables and it will get the relevant skills, add it and then it will match with the job description and use that for overall weigh your score. Don't try to be like more super creative in your resume primarily because it's not needed. You can have your own portfolio website where you can showcase your creativity, really really have unique design and things like that. keep the basic uh, really, really solid in your resume. That's very important to please our Robo Recruiter. So generally, like we said, right about, regarding the myths with resume, once we have sort of crossed the gates of the robot Recruiter and enter into the real foray where a human is actually scanning, I think the resume loses its significance because people generally know that this is not going to tell the overall story it's just a reflection so they if they found that okay it's picking my interest let me try to reach out to the candidate and see if i can get more about him are there any interesting facets about him are there any sort of portfolio or blocks which i can go and look and, and try to get an overall feel of the candidate So this is what they do. So they don't spend that much time here. So just have it really, really basic. Just highlight your skill sets in a tabular format. And then it's time time for you to really drill down on the other details, which we will be discussing shortly.
0: Yeah, perfect. Also on a side note, the jobs that you're applying to, unless it's a very design oriented or maybe front end development job, I don't think companies are really, they really want the most beautifulest, Uh, composed art form in your design i mean in your resume so focus on what matters maybe focus on the skills that you want to be hired for in the domain you want to be working on yeah we might be coming back to that but maybe focus more on the application side of things in which you are specialized in and things like that okay i think the other thing is probably also keep on applying and uh, related to that is just sending the same mails over and over to different recruiters and also leveraging platforms right and like linkedin jobs now cree and indeed and things like that just thinking that you know you click one button and you feel like okay i have applied when in fact you have not really put thought and effort into that and you have not given any special reason why they should hire you so it's basically like them doing a web search and and just pulling out data it, there's nothing intentional about your application maybe you can touch on that a little bit
1: Sure, like you mentioned, I wanted to take a different direction here for a little bit. Platforms, leveraging platforms is very, very important. I'm not trying to downplay the importance or significance of them. But apparently, this was a survey conducted by Gartner Research. Gartner was reaching out to Microsoft, Google, and Verizon and all other American, Canadian and European companies just to find out that how many of your hires, actually were initial applicants from these sort of platforms, so-called platforms called Noguri, Indeed and all other Glassdoor and things like that. You'll be shocked to know
0: that only 22% of people were actually coming through these
1: portals. So this made all the companies to really, really wonder, is the system broken? So somehow they were trying to see what was the main root cause for all these things. Apparently, it looks like generally platforms like Nowcree, Indeed, all these portals, they are offering a fair chance for everyone. But it also allows the easiest way to apply and it gives the easiest satisfaction. Just fill out everything, you can pre-fill your resume, you can pre-fill everything, you can already have a profile, directly all you have to do is just click on one button. So it's almost as easy as that, with one one click, you will be sharing your entire details along with your skill sets. So just imagine you are doing very little effort and obviously Robo Recruiter will do and he will quickly scan and he will see it's submitted from now or indeed. And then he eliminates your profile and goes with the next. So these job portals, right, I would say a different way. So these job portals are not ideal for applying for jobs, but they are ideal for finding jobs. So this is my request for you, my dear viewers go and use all the job portals they are really really good because they are collecting all the things from different different portals and they are sort of giving you a big conglomerate database having all different positions look into the job and then go personally find the job id and apply directly from the site write a customized cover letter and go via that job portals are are a broken system but still we can make it functional so this is my take there so hopefully we will be discussing a lot about these but right now, this is the uh, this is the general general philosophy which I wanted to
0: share. Perfect. So, Hari, how would you suggest uh, we prepare, especially maybe if our listeners are tech enthusiasts? So, what would be different or special when we, or what would be our way of thinking when you have to apply for tech jobs? True. Uh,
1: I think this is a very good question, Kaushik. I believe a lot of audience wanted to primarily get a segue to tech. Even I have lot of non-technical people coming behind behind us and just telling is there any any possibility of me learning the skill sets and what is this the right age to start. So I wanted to first say that uh, you can start at any particular time you don't need a degree because that's what we were discussing in the previous podcast. So it's all like accumulation of skill sets amount of efforts and amount of hours which you put in once you have that level of mastery and once you do a lot of hobby projects and you are in a level you can directly get into tech companies will be giving a lot of opportunities for talents there are talent focus showcasing platforms so there you have to do some coding challenge and quickly solve it then your reputation will increase then slowly company will begin to take notice of you ideally any technical job right if you really really wanted to get into a very big company like the fan companies, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Uh, Basically, the journey will start like for four or five months. You have to really tune your condition your mind. It's almost like I'm not trying to be a brain coach here, but you have to somehow condition your mind in a different way. You should think everything in terms of problem solving. Ideally, you should do a lot and lot of competitive programming. Think of space optimization and all other stuff. I would also give you a small video in uh, maybe we can attach it in footnotes it's sure, a funny definitely. video there how uh, how anime is being employed in freelancing oh, yeah, I have seen that You've one,
0: seen that one? <laughs> that's an awesome one. yes yes <laughs> i think it's jomatech right jomatech yeah, exactly jomatech is
1: yeah. <laughs> the guy so he released part 2 two days back i hope you would have checked oh, that one as okay. well <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he's a little bit of a controversial guy but his sweet, some of his videos are really funny and very relatable for us
1: yeah so primarily the, the main intent is you have to condition your mind in such a way that you slowly begin to get a hang of how a system can be built from scratch generally lot and lot of system related questions will be put in tech companies are having different flavors there are these sort of big product empires who are almost matured, so they have this sort of fixed hiring pattern. They are not going to change anytime sooner because you have lot and lot of people who who are brought into the system in the same way, so they expect to run the system in the same way again. So this is going to be the rule. So you begin doing lot of competitive programming, you slowly begin to design system architectures, and finally you condition in your mind to give a lot of problem solving, uh, you, you train your mind for a lot of problem solving. And then there is another flavor of tech companies here the end goal is not to somehow have software dominating the show but rather you have products which they have which need software to further accelerate For instance, the startup which I was doing a consultancy for, they are those sort of startups. So there also the money is pretty high. They look for a very very good world-class engineer on their team. They really wanted integrators who can build systems, quickly connect their physical product, somehow connect it to internet and do lot of things there. So these set of skills actually will enable people to really, really build their hardware product and also to power them to the next level. So, tech jobs are having a lot of flavors. To summarize it all together, you have to really narrow down which genre of tech you wanted to get. Then, we can slowly begin to think about having a strategy and then that strategy will take at least three or four months. We should not directly jump and say that, hey, I wanted to quickly apply. So, uh, patience is the key here. It's the biggest virtue. So, be patient and then work your progress, work your resume, work your CV and then slowly you will get there.
0: That's good next we can talk about uh, what would you add to the conventional flow of uh, applying to jobs and things like that we already touched upon how you need to customize and be intentional about each of your applications so how would someone go about doing that practically what are some things they need to focus on
1: true generally when we start an application process naturally it begins by us sending our documents all the necessary stuff which matches the criteria and slowly picking the interest of hiring manager. Generally, we won't directly reach out to the team who is actually looking for talent. There is this barrier there. So you have to somehow convince the hiring manager first. Hiring manager is not a technical person. So please, please understand that part. Hiring manager is the business person. So whatever you try to project, you have to somehow convince it in a business way. You have to sell yourself in a way that it appeals and resonates with him. You directly going and telling that I have seven years, ten years of angular experience or I'm I'm this full stack developer that won't resonate with him. So you have to somehow rephrase your objectives. You have to somehow sell that I brought in a revenue of five million US dollar with the software which I wrote. And these set of things will add value and that will resonate well with the hiring manager. So he will then turn then forward your resume and then you move to the technical rounds. Generally, in startups, the scenario may be different. Startups generally, since they function in a close and tight-knit fashion, they may have the direct technical person coming directly. But most of the companies, you have to generally go via hiring manager. So somehow try to reach out to him even in a non-technical channel like LinkedIn. Send him a personal email. It's always good to upgrade to a premium account. At least during the term when you are looking for a job, it's very, very appreciable. They are doing a phenomenal job where you can send emails, so basically it will go to their company email. They will also understand that this candidate is a potential and a serious one. You can be taken up seriously these are the set of things to ooh or to sort of impress the hiring manager once we do that our road becomes clear so the next stage will be the technical rounds so once you get into technical rounds then things become more 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 specific to your jd if it's a back-end role you will be scrutinized with a lot of back-end programming questions and then algorithms and things like that if it's going to be a ui ux then the situation is different but most of the time technical rounds will be even two three rounds You have to slowly embrace that time period. Somehow try to connect with the colleagues. You don't have to have the full exact answers there. Even if lot of things, lot of times we won't be knowing the answer. But what we have to do is we have to somehow communicate with the other person and try to work with them together. Try to read his mind and somehow give him an answer where you say that I'm moving in the right direction. And we can work on together to come up with a solution. Even if you tell something, and if you know it's a right one, you can still ask the other person to share his insights as well. Sometimes you will be blown away that he will be throwing another take, and then you you start to have a conversation. Then the technical interview will become more like a discussion. The more and more it becomes a discussion, you connect to the other person really well, and then boom! you will be going to the next round. So this is what master interviewees generally do. So they generally tend to drive the conversation in their own boat and their own fashion. So these are the things which you have to do. So once you sort of go via the technical round, then the final round will be just a formality. So this will be the typical hiring process for any jobs, not just technical jobs
0: yeah i just remember something when you're talking about that interview process so i've read uh, something about if you're talking face to face with someone you're sitting opposing each other or if you're sitting side by side to each other you become more productive or you can collaborate better if you sit side by side because it's not confrontational so i i think even in this case of uh, when you when you're talking about the interview um you start off you're definitely you're bringing things to the table but when you ask them how would you add to this or maybe how can we work together you're encouraging him also to talk about something he's passionate about and later you have built a bond like you become like teammates for at least uh, five to ten minutes and maybe that has an impact on your uh, on how the person is evaluating you
1: well said kaushik so somehow bring the interviewer to your side so sit side by side that's the message here perfect well
0: said yeah So um, another thing is about uh, cover letters right and uh, this is something that my first job interview also I remember just before that I was talking to one of my seniors and I learned a little bit about uh, what a product-based company is and what a service-based company was. To me at that time it was all a big thing and like a new information for me and in my interview I started talking about that bringing it into this so the interviewer understood that i had done some research and i had known about this company what market it was in and things like that and maybe so maybe you can touch on that and how to do your research for the company and how to maybe customize your cover letter and things like that
1: very important point here 90 percentage of the time your cvs will be only for your robo robo recruiters but cover letters is for human so you have to spend more time to perfect that craft. It may even take weeks for you to write a perfect cover letter. Trust me when I tell you that. It's, it's It may take weeks. Because here you have to use every word in a proper way. Everything counts here. You should not try to mislead them, redirect them, try to use filler faces, somehow drag things around and beat around the bush. Get to the point straight. Tell them this is what I'm gonna do and I find this position really really appealing. I am not going to say that I am the best fit guy because I have the skills but I can also do this. Convince him. You have to somehow convince him that you are the right guy but you shouldn't explicitly tell and point it that hey I am the guy, I am the guy because that's what a lot of cover letters do. If your cover letter is going to be somehow closer with the general cover letter, if you directly go and say typical job cover letter you will find one letter, you can do this comparison. Maybe if you compare and if you somehow find a little bit of similarity then delete your cover letter once again and restart the process. This is the threshold check which we have to do. Because the service should really really stand out. Their pattern should be broken there. So if they directly see that. Okay so first para he will be talking about where he found the position. Second para he will tell that why he is the best fit. And third he will say that I am the best guy and then please get back to me. So this will be the pattern. So human is reading this. So he will quickly see and if he see this pattern 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 he will be like okay. If no other people is coming, then you have to somehow break that pattern. So maybe start the para, first para in an interesting way. Maybe pick it up like the problem which you were solving before and how it lead to the job. So I think it may be a different approach, but somehow it will be trying to convince the recruiter that you are different and you may be the right person without you directly saying. So spend time on getting your cover letters, right? It's more more important. Lot of our people, especially Folks from India, I think they spend a lot of time customizing their resumes. I'm personally telling this because even I was the victim of the same. But generally here, once I move abroad, especially in the States or in Europe, people spend more time seeing your cover letter. So get your cover letter right, guys. If you find it somehow similar to an existing template, then it's a strict no. Try to rework it.
0: Yeah, I think that's important for us to think about. And uh, sort of related with that is, looking at my own heart it's uh, i know that i want to do the easy things first so you know template generator i mean resume generator and just easy click buttons low effort that's what i want to do but i know that um, that will not yield the maximum results that we are looking for The next thing is how, um, I think you sort of touched on this. So how we need to think from a recruiter's perspective and maybe what what are they looking for and what can make our resume really, I mean, our application really stand unique.
1: Absolutely. Think about this Kaushik. So whenever we are going to sit for an interview, we have to do a thought experiment. So we have to spend the last day before our interview and we have to just think that Kaushik Nagarajan or Hari is sitting opposite to me and I am the one who is going to interview. I have to fully think and I have to fully take the viewpoints of the interviewer and somehow I have to convince that I have to maybe if you are the right guy I have to hire or if you are not the right guy then I have to let you go. So when you do this sort of exercise the most important thing is you will also learn the essence of negotiation You have to think like an interviewer. Once you do that the objective of interviewer is to get you if you have the right skill sets but also for the least price because he is writing it at the expense of the company so imagine when you are selling yourself you may have clearly conveyed you may have clearly uh, showcased your technical skills and expertise and somehow managed to sell yourself really well and they are about to offer you a position but then if you don't imagine this, he will literally give you some traps, he will set it up and he will try to get you for the least price. So how will, you come to over, how will you overcome that? So you should do this conversation in your mind. How will you go about when the offer is being presented? So how to find out cues if he is going in the direction? We have to somehow subliminally read their body languages. Are they getting interested when I am talking about this or else am I trying to overstate it? So he may have just asked the basic questions. What is thread? So, you start staying thread and then you, you go about single thread, multi-level threading and you keep going on and on and on, he may get like, okay, so he's not going to stop. So, he's, he will only complete. So, you have to somehow read all those cues. So, all these sort of things will happen only when we look into the other side. I made a biggest mistake. So, generally, you would see, especially when we see each other, right? I, I tend to shake my head too much times. But imagine if it's if I'm sitting like that in front of interview and I'm always like, 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 like this, this, this. It's going to annoy the other guy. So, then I realized that slowly when I did this exercise, no, I shouldn't do that. I should take a common posture. I should be giving them clear and concrete answers. And then I have to move on. So, it's very, very important stuff to think like an interviewer. Trust me, it will yield a very high dividend. Especially in the negotiation area. Because that's a sensitive topic which a lot of people will avoid. Because it's almost like going to be a heat of the moment. You won't say that you are worth this much. But internally, you will feel like, ah, it would be better if I have asked this. But once you do this experiment, you will be really clear. And with the right choice of words, if you are a wordsmith, then that's it. Boom, you can convince the other person in a way. You may be able to sweet talk a very good deal. And then you are set for life. So do this experiment. It will heal very high dividends.
0: Yeah, thanks for talking about that. I think not just in interviews, as we talked about in some other episodes also, it is very good to think from the other person's perspective and relate with them and i think whatever it is you're trying to do your conversation will be more fruitful if you have that kind of a mindset so the next thing is about the the power of referrals so referrals basically if you if you know someone who's working in a company and most companies they have referral system where they want to hire in new talent from people who are already working in your organization so that is kind of a Reliability involved and also easier uh, filtering process for uh, recruiters of the company. Suppose your friend is working in XYZ company, you can ask him if he can refer you. And if you fill and if you qualify for the job description, then he can uh, either send in your SMA or you can use that referral code and things like that. So, why is it important and how useful is re- referrals?
1: Referrals is a very, very integral part of hiring. If at all there is a channel for referrals then I would say please go do that. See I am going to say a few things here which may come as a little bit overboard, but still I am going to say this 80% to 85% of hiring in Google happens only via referrals because Google believe in their employees. If a Googler is coming and telling that hey this person can really do, my, do the job well then rest assured he would say bring him in but naturally it won't be that simple. They will of course go through the hiring rounds, but still kidding, but yeah. it, it will it will accelerate the process. As an external validator or if an external applicant, you can't quickly go in. The system is very, very sturdy there. So it's it's almost like a big log jam. You are standing with a uh, lakhs and lakhs of people trying to slowly showcase your application. There are two ways of going via referrals. One is of course, if your friend is working there, you can approach him. Definitely he will be helping you. Of course you will also be getting bonus once you made a once you were like going as a successful hire but also there is possibilities for cold referrals you can reach out to people but before you send a cold referral to any employee in linkedin or in any other job portals say please make sure that you have a portfolio you somehow showcase him clearly that you are a strong candidate you have you possess a tremendous tremendous knowledge on the areas which you apply for Showcase all the projects which you have, make sure it's some are live, that would be even more great. So he will definitely help. He or she will definitely take an interest and then he will be forwarding it to the position. It it hardly takes 30 seconds to refer a person. Just telling. So cold referrals are still a thing here. There will be a lot of people who, who are successful and who manage to break through just by cold referrals. Humans generally tend to help each other out, but somehow they don't want it to keep their reputation at stake. So if you do this part, obviously you will be accelerating your application and quickly somehow showcase it to the recruiter in a positive way. So use cold referrals to your advantage. Try reaching out to multiple people, build a portfolio and always stay persistent until you get a breakthrough. You should not compromise If you have a company in your mind and if you really feel that company is the one which I wanted to work or represent, it's always good to try some other routes. And one important thing which I wanted to say here is there is a biggest mistake while using referrals. I'm going to touch base upon that because this will be a very valuable information not many know about this. So that is when you are referring someone, right? you should ensure that that particular person is actually in the same arena as you or possibly in the same team which you will be going in. Let me give you an example. There was a startup out of Bangalore. One of my friends, he wanted to go there as a data scientist, but he asked a software engineer working in the same company to give him a reference. He also did, but unfortunately his application didn't go through. So what was the possible, possible missing point here? So when, when he apparently reached out to the person who referred, he reached out to the recruiter and he said, hey, this guy is a very good guy. But he said, okay, you referred him, but that doesn't mean we have to take him. Because if that referral would have come from the same team member, then they would have taken it even more seriously so when you do cold referrals don't just try to find someone working in google or facebook and directly ask them see if they are in the same line of business which you wanted to apply for or doing the same sort of business in the same sort of team which you wanted to apply for if they are in that particular niche then the reference will have even more or even higher weightage so this is a very important point, which a lot of people will miss. Because if you use a referral, it's almost like uh, the ancient weapon Brahmastra. So in Sanskrit, they used to say, so you have to, you, you, you should use it wisely. It's it's definitely yeah, a it's token.
0: And it's very powerful, but you should not use it on the wrong target.
1: Absolutely. So use your reference very wisely and sort of hit the target when you do.
0: Perfect. So Hari, I want to talk about, uh, ask you this question. So we've covered a lot of things today and um, all of it corresponds to maybe one topic. How does a person go about if they want to improve in the art of selling yourself? And this is not just for your company interviews. I think it goes for starting anything in your life, for communicating, for even having a small group, for making any impact, you need to know how to sell yourself. So how, what would be your uh, you know, tips on this?
1: Yeah, I remember the last conversation which we have. This was my end message. If you learn to build and sell yourself, then you are an unstoppable force. You are definitely a quote unquote world class engineer. So I think selling is something which is a very, very underrated skill. But it should be developed somehow from the start you can sell yourself by giving presentations and doing some sort of a good portfolio about yourself but also your brands i think somehow if you have a different perspectives or if you somehow show that hey this is the area which i really really work like to work for and i have somehow showcased my expertise there as well let's take an example of you gosh personally i'm not going in deep here but obviously you 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 are a very good musician. So you tend to do, you tend to play guitar very well. You also can play a keyboard. And then there are other aspects of you, which in terms of professional life, where you are a good full stack developer. And then of course, there are other facets where you like talking with people and then you tell stories. And that's how the podcast came about. All these are mediums. So try to showcase all the things which you can do well and try to come out and show your voice out. So you have to... Use any medium to showcase all the little things which you are doing some some people will wonder hey This is just an art. I'm just drawing it for me But it's okay to showcase it to the world. I would say somehow people may tend to take inspiration from your work You never knew so it may be just an art for you But that art will convey a different meaning or it may inspire a pe- inspire other person to take the journey So whatever trivial things you do, I would say you have to try to sell it so, showcase it to the social media, put it out in the world out there. So, let it be like a God's creation and everybody let them come and take it to whatever the value which they find. I would say sell every single, every trivial thing which you make or build. That's how we we will improve and that's how we will slowly take all the skills to the next level. You beautifully summarise cause, selling is almost a universal skill and it should be rightly applied
0: yeah and two things come to my mind when you say that the first aspect is uh, uh, th- this comes from uh, you know our in our line of work if you don't document anything it didn't happen so <laughs> you can tell whomever you want that you know you worked on this project i did these things i am a good this thing everything you can say but unless it's documented unless there is proof uh, it doesn't hold water practically it is not true or It can be objectively true, but there is nothing to show for it. So that is one thing. And the second thing is, while people do uh, feel that, you know, you are going overboard, outselling yourself and maybe spamming people and their social medias, which I think many people do. But in the same time, only when you start trying things, then only you can find your niche and maybe you can find people who might benefit from, you know, your work that you're doing. Even for me, my example, like I've tried a few things and like very few of them but some of them were like oh this is very good i i wish more people were you know vocal about this aspects and because i've been having doubts in this area like one of them being habit making and things like that so i would say try to showcase whatever you're good at and even when you're not perfect you know it is a documenting procedure it's it's like documenting yourself so later on you can look back and see how much you've improved in that skill as well so Make documenting a part of your game, that would be something I'd say.
1: Beautiful Ghaushik, I can't agree more, so I just wanted to add a last last word here before we, we sort of say goodbye to everyone. Uh, I wanted to give an example here, when you are trying to build your social media game, right, so this is generally in turn to woo, woo recruiters or maybe to attract certain people, but whatever it may be make sure that you always focus your skills or your post content and it resonates with the audience which you are trying to do so i find there there is a person there is a very good friend of mine called kheti so she is actually a wonderful programmer but she also sells fashion products but never once she has ever sent any message relating to our product messages to me. She will only discuss programming things with me. In her GitHub, she maintains a different role. In Instagram, it's a completely different story. And one day I happened to find it and I say, hey, when I was looking into her GitHub, automatically it was there. And then she said, yeah, I also do this thing. So it should be like that. So make things organic and don't try to force your content just because you make, everybody should see. So this is one thing yeah. which I really resonated when you mentioned
0: yeah that is true uh, maybe yeah you should use different mediums for maybe what they are meant and because if i'm your friend on linkedin i i'm doing that because i want to be a connection maybe to further my job scenarios and maybe yours as well not to really see her personal photos and things like that you know different things like that this is just an example okay to uh, maybe conclude this is this is probably the main question of the day So, what encouragement would you give to someone who is discouraged with having no replies from his thousands of applications? Someone who is not getting shortlisted at all in their maybe campus job selection, all of their friends are getting jobs and settled, and even their parents are starting to worry, you know. What kind of encouragement would you give to someone like this?
1: You know what, Kaushik, this particular job system is broken. This may be coming as a shocker to a lot, but I wanted to give two important points before we say goodbye. So when you are going to do a job switching right? never quit your job and do that. Unfortunately, the system is broken in such a way that if me, if I am standing outside without any job and if I'm applying for companies, I will get rejections after rejections after rejections. But if I'm maintaining a job, somehow they convince that his value is little higher. Not sure what's going on here, but this is a recurring theme which is happening, which I am finding. So, please ensure that you do this and then answering your question, right? To your point, I would say that rejections are part of life. So, I would say whenever you get a job rejection, trust me, even if Mark Zuckerberg is applying for 1000 positions, he will, they will, that automatically rover recruiter will send 990 rejections. He will only get 10 interview calls no matter how stupendous and how meticulous you build your resume so that's why we tend to work on qualitative resume and then we tend to apply qualitatively to certain companies we will be very selective so you, you broke the method at the much earlier stage Kaushik when you told that apply 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 and get a reply that's not going to be the case you only tend to apply selectively for 30 40 and then you try to get a reply for 3 to 4 and that's completely fine you will directly show shot winner one and then almost all things will fall in the game for you so never tend to overboard or never tend to feel dejected i was getting rejections for like close to two and a half months three months obviously when you get rejections sometimes you may feel a little bit discouraged but what you have to think is when you begin to think like an interviewer you know the other side as well they would never even read my resume they are not rating that my skills are not good It's only that they don't have an open position. They have just opened up a position to showcase that they are doing well. And that's why I'm getting a rejection. It's not that they are trying to branding me. So one thing I wanted to say is if you get a rejection without even getting called for an interview, don't take it as a rejection. Once you go there and once you have a personal feedback and once you sort of tend to interact with a person, if it's a technical round, then you tend to even ask them directly. You can mail the recruiter and say that, hey, can you give me some indicators where I did wrong or maybe the next things, things which I have to improve upon so that in the next time I will do the, do, I will take care of those. Then you can take it as a learning and move on. So stay positive, guys. I wish you all great success in applying and finding jobs.
0: Perfect. Yeah, thank you so much Hari. I've learned a lot from you even today and I hope our listeners do too. Most of today's discussion was new learning for me too and are not really reality in my life at the time of recording. But I want that to change and I hope you found action items to implement in your life as well. Have a good one guys.